If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. Welcome to the original theme park podcast, CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, my close personal friends, Mike Collins and E.B. Happy holidays, everybody, and welcome to the original theme park podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. I am here with my friend E.B., ready to talk theme parks and thrill rides. Happy Christmas time, Mike. This is great. This is the, the Christmas time episode of CoasterRadio.com as we wrap up 2023. I think we, we are we going to do an episode next week? I think we should. So this will be the second to last episode yep. of the year here at CoasterRadio.com. And this is a fun one, Mike. This is going to be our uh, best attraction of 2023 episode. Yes, that's right. That's right. It's an exciting thing that we've always done here at Coaster Radio where we take a look at all of the attractions from the past year. And it's very different than the show that we do at the beginning of the year because at the beginning of the year, we're filled with such hope. Right? Like <laughs> All of these rides are just going to be fantastic and they're going to change the way the parks are out there. You know, But then, I don't know, a year goes by and the, and the rides are out there and do they still have that luster? That's what we're talking about on tonight's yeah. show. Yeah, some of them landed with a plop, <laughs> but yeah. we'll talk about that. That's in the second half of the show, Mike. First half of the show starts with the first drop. And it seems like, you know, we go year after year after year and you get new attractions and that's something excited about. But it's hardly ever a chance for us to talk about new parks. And it seems mm-hmm. like in the last two or three years we're hearing about park after park that's being built, especially by our friends at Universal. Yeah, so we've got the the Universal Kitty Park that's coming in Texas, which is super exciting. Um, still waiting for that uh, Hot Wheels Mattel Park. That's that that park mm-hmm. still hasn't happened yet. Um, what's that park that's happening in? Uh, is it Oklahoma or Kansas or something that's supposed to be coming soon? I don't know if that one's ever oh, right, going to actually right. come to yeah. reality. But exciting news this week: the possibility of yet another full-blown universal park this time in the uk yes yes and it's exciting to think about that that there could be uh you know like disney has of course expanded into europe and asia but what about universal doing that and and what could this be so let's give you the details of what we do know and this comes direct from Arthur Levine. He actually sent this out. And Arthur Levine, by the way, has a fantastic Substack that you can subscribe to and you will get up-to-date theme park news to your mailbox. What is it? Like several times a week, right? And it's like really well-researched and well-written. Good stuff from Arthur. 
Yeah, this is great. So yeah, aboutthemeparks.fun is where you can find Arthur Levine, our good friend. He's going to be on the show here in a few weeks when the new year starts to break down all the new rides for 2024. But he was quick quick with on the trigger there with his analysis um, about this announcement that Universal has bought up a whole bunch of land um, outside of London. And yeah. so people are, the, the rumors are now swirling. Why else would Universal buy up this much land in, in a major city, in, yeah. a, in a major market? So do you want to read what Arthur wrote about this? We can just take Arthur's reporting here on this. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> that, yeah, cool. yeah. We'll let Arthur do all of the work. And then in, in exchange, we'll tell you to go to aboutthemeparks.fun. See, that's how it works. That's right. You yeah. go to the best and then you just promote the best. And that's how it works here at Coast mm-hmm. Radio. But here's what he wrote. This is direct from the email uh, that we received at uh, the Coast Radio email box today in an interview. Interesting development, Universal confirmed that it purchased a large parcel of land near London and is in the, quote, early stages of exploring its feasibility for a potential park and resort. Mm, well, wait, why would you explore the feasibility after you buy the land? Mm, right. They've right. already explored the feasibility. Okay, yeah, continue. I think so. I, th- I think they don't want to come right out and say what they're planning. But they've got a plan. You don't buy Mm -hmm. the land unless you've got a plan. It would mark the company's first foray into Europe. The confirmation comes on the heels of some stellar reporting by Theme Park Stop, which broke the news about Universal's UK ambitions. According to its article, the potential park at the 500-acre site site would not include any attractions at Universal Orlando, including those under development at the upcoming Epic Universe so as not to cannibalize the lucrative market of British tourists that head to Florida. Okay. That's interesting that it would not be a copy of anything. It would be all new. Wow. Okay. That's so that's interesting. Well, and I was thinking about this too, is, is universal trying to compete with Disney, really trying to compete with Disney, building the Epic universe as another gate down there in Orlando. Well, how else do you take people away from going to Disney? Get them to stay home. That's yes. how. Yeah, and I think that's what they looked at. Is they said, "Who comes to Disney? Who flies into Disney the most? That's where we're going to put a park." And then people will say, "Well, why do I need a plane ticket to Orlando? I can just stay right here in in Europe, and I can go to Universal." Mm -hmm. Yeah, and both Universal and Disney in Florida, huge with British tourists. So this is a a strong move by Universal. Uh, The end of this says it it might feature previously untapped IPs such as the Lord of the Rings and 007 James Bond. Now, we talked about how the Lord of the Rings could be going into Epic Universe, and I think some people were surprised that it didn't go into Epic Mm -hmm. Universe. Mm -hmm. So that makes a lot of sense that it might end up at the UK park. Now, here's something I was wondering. Are we just getting super excited and assuming this is going to be a Universal Studios or uh, uh, an Islands of Adventure level park? And could it potentially be this like Texas Universal Kitty Land Park. Yeah, you know, that's true. Somebody's got to say exactly how much. I mean, they're talking 500 acres, though. But how many acres is the Universal Orlando Resort? I'm going to look that up while we talk here. But yeah, I mean, 500 know? acres, they could just want to have a lot of property to, you know, maybe they just want to have that much space. They need to build parking lots. They want to build the resort hotels. I mean, they might want to put in a big, I don't know, is, is, does the property include a big lake? I mean, that's a lot of acres if it does. But that would be so disappointing if we were all getting super hyped for like a gigantic uh, Universal Studios, Universal um, Islands of Adventure level park. And it doesn't turn out to be that. Now, here's something I want to know. Are they really going to build a Universal Park in London without Harry Potter? Now, that's interesting. They said said not the same attractions. Right. So maybe you don't get 
uh, a forbidden journey, but maybe you get some type of new Harry Potter. You can't build a universal park without some Harry Potter, I don't think. In the UK. It, well, and that UK. was always something that we don't like. That was the clickbait articles that we've been seeing now for the past couple of decades is new Harry Potter attraction coming to London. And then you look it up and it's like, oh, it's like a tiny little museum where it's like, oh, it's this cute little interactive, you know, game thing. Yeah, like, no, yeah. no, no. But now we are actually maybe getting a true wizarding world in London. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah. And, and let me, I just looked up the original Universal Orlando Resort was 541 acres. And I think when you add in the Epic Universe site, that's more. Sure. Um, that might be an additional 475 if just my quick research here is correct. But uh, so, so talking about a 500 acre site, I mean, that's, that's a full park. That's a lot of room. That's a uh -huh. lot of room for parks and hotels and a full resort. So, so fascinating to see what that would be. If that does come to fruition, but also yeah, it, it's so interesting with Universal plopping down parks in other areas of the world now. Yeah, and I just looked up the uh, the Universal theme park that's coming to Texas. That Kitty Park, it's only ninety seven acres, so yes, it would be right. way too much land for for the Kitty Park to go in this. And looking, you know, hearing what you just said, it's exactly the right size for an Orlando sized park. So um, exciting, man! I yeah. love that they're saying it. It is not going to be just a copy of stuff. I mean. You know, that's kind of what happened with Disneyland in many respects, although, you know, the the rides like you go to a Pirates of the Caribbean at, you know, Disneyland and Walt Disney World and Euro Disney, they're all a little different. So you're experiencing different things. But if you're talking about completely different attractions with different storylines, different themes, I like that. That's great. Yeah. And I wonder if they can still I mean, they could still build a, a Hogsmeade and a Hogwarts just yeah. have different rides in them. Right. So right. you would. Right. Yeah, yeah, that would be totally fine. I'd, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good, good. Yeah. But I wonder if, if they're thinking that too, they might think, hey, maybe you don't build a Hogwarts because you want people to go experience Hogwarts in Florida. I, it's so it's interesting to see what those discussions would be. I'm sure there's so much debating going on in that creative brain, you know, blue cloud room would be so fascinating to hear. Yeah. The yeah. Lord of the Rings, I think, is going to be really, really neat. If yeah, they, if, that would be cool. That's yeah, going to be yeah. cool. Well, OK, we'll we'll keep an eye on this and we'll see what happens. So this is probably the most exciting news here at the very end of the year. Potentially yes. the most exciting news that we've heard. Yeah. yeah all year absolutely. long. This has been a good year for news. Mm -hmm. Lots happening. Lots of surprises that we did not see coming. So that's really cool. Good stuff. Very, very cool. All right, Mike, let's uh, let's not do anything else here. We're not going to go into quick hits or anything because we have a lot to talk about in the second half of the show. But before we do that, we do need to open up the Coaster Radio mailbag. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Holiday edition of the mailbag. Like well, and we've got a, we've got a two for here because um, the the mailbag that we have we have this big envelope from Adventureland Resort in Iowa. And Mike, no coincidence, I'm sure we also got a phone call from Iowa. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Actually, it's a, a video uh, because um, actually, why don't you go ahead and read the uh, message first, and then I'll tell you about right. this uh, this video um, that we got and why I'm so embarrassed that it's so late getting on the show. <laughs> well, I'm opening this one here. It's a big padded. Oh, oh, yes. All right. Whoa. Okay. On Adventureland 50 Years Stationary. Hey, EB, Merry Christmas from all of us at Adventureland Resort and Palace Entertainment. Thanks for visiting us this summer. Come visit again. Enjoy your first nano coaster. Whoa. Monster will look great on your desk. Love the podcast and theme park news. 
signed Alex Payne, our friend over there at Adventureland. And indeed, there is a nano coaster of Monster at Adventureland. They're big. Yeah, that's is, is this, this is your first nano coaster, right? You have it never would had be, one. And I think I think maybe Alex heard me say that on a, on maybe our holiday gift guide episode. Oh, there's also a pop socket. <laughs> An adventure oh, nice. and pop socket in here. Nice. Very cool. This is great. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. 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 So, so Alex, also, I don't know if you remember back in October, but at Adventureland, they were doing a Halloween promotion where it was like uh, eat an earthworm and you get a ticket, something along those lines. I'm not paying and- attention. I'm too busy looking at my new <laughs> nano <nanocrypt. laughs> I know. You're so, it's like Christmas Day. And it, we're like, EB, look at this thing that your mom got. You're like, I don't care about that. I'm going to look at my friend. Oh, I'm, but this is... This is a good nano coaster too. If we can go back to the nano coaster for a second, this is a Gerstlauer Infinity coaster, and oh, yeah. it's got a lot going on. Monster at Adventureland, if y'all don't know this, and I love this is my favorite uh, Gerstlauer that I've ridden. Um, it looks really cool because it's got that, that great would. vertical lift and a, all those inversions, the big hill. Yeah, this is going to be cool. That this, is going to look good on your desk. Yeah, That's a good silver, one to make a nano silver coaster. Silver and green. Right? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, I love nano coasters, man. In fact, I'm getting ready possibly in the next day or two, I've got the volcano one um, from Coaster Dynamics. The nano coaster. I, I need to build it. I need to build it. It's sitting there. It's all flat and it's laid out on my desk, but I need time. So this is, this is what's good about the holidays, man. You get some extra time mm-hmm. off. You can do those type of things. So looking forward to that. So, okay. Yeah. So, so going back to the previous holiday, yes. the Halloween, um, at the Phantom Fall Nights, I think is what they have over there at, at Adventureland. That's right. That's right. And so um, I remember we asked, uh, I, we might have even directly asked Alex, like, hey, can you take a video or do an interview with the winner of this so we can ask them some questions about it? Um, and Alex did that and he sent it. But somehow it ended up in the spam, like deep in the spam, not just because I check the spam folder all the time for stuff, but it went into some other type of like deep Deep spam. <laughs> yeah, deep spam jail. And I finally, like, I went into our web host and I was just looking at, you know, some things and, I, and it said, oh, you've got like five messages in this special spam folder. And one of them was from Alex and it had, I guess it's because it had an MOV file in it. A oh, QuickTime file. nervous. And, okay. Yeah. And so it might have been like, hey, we don't know what this is. We think it's a virus. So it put it there. Uh, but uh, Alex actually did a recording with the winner and we've got it. And so it's, we should do this at, at the end of the year. We shouldn't let this like go on into next year. We should do it right now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just Googling the results of this, the phantom earth challenge. If you remember, it was who can eat the most, who can eat six earthworms the fastest. Yes. So they actually had, I guess, five people in the competition. And we were saying that you could just, if you had a glass of water or you were prepared, you could just put all six in your mouth and just swallow, right? Right. And so right. we were thinking it would be seconds would be how fast you would do it. Well, I guess uh, Stephen Harachetta um, got all six earthworms down. He won a $1,000 and a, and a custom worm cake from Excellent. the winner of Netflix, the Netflix show, Is It Cake? See, there you go. There you go. So and I was wondering why in this video he looks so happy. If he's got a thousand bucks in his pocket, that's why he's got a big smile on his face. A prize so. package worth more than $1,000 for six worms. I hope they do tell us how, how fast he ate them. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. So I, I have actually not had a chance to hear this. I wanted to hear it live with you, EB. But this is Alex interviewing the winner of the Earthworm Contest. Let's take a listen. All right. Can you tell me your I'm name? Stephen Hiroshita. And um, where are you from? Marshalltown. And why did you decide to eat a worm? Because I wanted to try eating a worm and win a lot of prizes. 
And what's uh, what prize is your favorite? Um, I really like the beanie, the cooler, and the cups. Those are going to be awesome. Awesome. And um, oh, they're chill too. What was it like chill. eating the worms? It was absolutely disgusting. And I did not chew them. I just ate them whole, but I could feel them squirming in my mouth, and I could feel them going down my throat and going all the way down. Can you still feel them? Yes, I can. (laughs) No! What's it feel like? Uh, It feels very weird and earthy. (laughs) Oh. What's it taste like? Um... I don't know. It tastes like eating a raw vegetable. Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, is this the most disgusting thing you've ever it eaten? It absolutely is. <laughs> I hate vegetables. Um, what was it like? Uh, it was very intense, kind of nerve-wracking. I just wanted to get there and get it finished and do it quickly and do the first one to win, and I did. How early did you show up to sign up? 11 o'clock. Oh, I would have done so it. Yeah. Very early. <laughs> very early. I was first in line. I know. I thought they were going to stop. Anything else you think people would like to know? or Don't be scared to try it. Don't knock it till you try it. I mean, it wasn't that bad. And if you have the chance to do a contest here at Adventureland, definitely participate. Um, are you a season pass holder? Nope. Not, yes. I, I am now. Yeah, <laughs> I am now. Thank you. I'm, um, <laughs> Uh, do you love amusement parks? Or, Absolutely. Uh, what, what are your favorite rides? Um, anything that goes upside down. <laughs> upside down. So roller coasters, you yep. love them? Absolutely. Do you have any favorite coasters? Um, here, so the favorite coaster right now is the Monster. Yep, good. So I'm really enjoying the Monster here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. All right, so there it is, EB. The Alex complete is, interview with the winner. Alex is like, actually, it's called Monster. It's not the Monster. <laughs> actually. Yeah, he's got to get it right. He's got to get it right. <laughs> oh, man. So he just swallowed him. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. How about that? So if you've ever wanted to hear what it is like to eat earthworms, now you know. Happy holidays, everybody. It tasted like a raw vegetable, the, so yeah. gross. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> That's great. So, so I apologize. I, I have had that file uh, sitting in the spam for so long, and I found it just a couple days ago, and... So, yeah, we had to get it in the show. We had to use it. Yeah, that's uh, Especially great. If, if people from the park send in content, we definitely want to use it for sure. A gift. A gift to all of our listeners. Very good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. First We're getting guy. ready to take a break in just a few minutes. But since EB mentioned it is the end of the year, but it's also the end of our 18th season of Costa Radio. Was he just being funny saying he could still feel the worms in his stomach? I hope not. Would worms, <laughs> would they die like in your stomach acid like immediately? I or would they squirm around down there for a while? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm very distracted on this episode of CoastRadio.com, and, and I keep taking us back. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of glossed over that in my mind as I heard it. I was like, yeah, let's just. I hope I he was just being funny. I don't know if that's. I don't. Okay. I'm hoping that he meant like it, it, it like sometimes after you eat a big meal, you feel it. You're, it's like, oh, it's down there. Like, I hope that's what he meant. And maybe it was just in his mind. Well, I, I know this. Like, I know stomach acid can be very dangerous. I learned that in the uh, the famous documentary Inner Space. <laughs> 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 that was a great documentary <laughs> with Marty Short. Right. Marty Short was in that. Yeah, yeah the, the true documentary. Yeah, that was a great movie, by the way. I love Inner Space. That's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That might be top twenty movies. In t- well, a top twenty movie for me. It's not top ten or top five, but it's definitely up there. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. And totally inspired the Body Wars ride at uh, Absolutely it did. Okay, I'm sorry, you're going into the survey now. If you oh, want to yeah, have yeah. us talk more about movies from the 80s or have a live worm eating contest, this is your opportunity to tell us. It's the CoasterRadio.com annual survey. That's right. That's right. Because we're closing out season 18 and we're, are, we're going to do another show next week. Or are we just going to do one as kind of a low key holiday kickback kick kind of show? Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, because we're we're doing the, you know, crowning the best new attraction this week. So next week will be kind of just like all of you guys, like the week in between Christmas and New Year's is kind of like a down week for everybody. We'll mm-hmm. do the same thing here and just kind of chill out and and uh, and do so. So it's actually a perfect time for you guys to go to survey.coasterradio.com uh, and answer all the questions that we've got there. It'll take you about five minutes or so. Yeah, uh, but it will really help us plan for season 19 and beyond, even as we're getting ready for season 20, which is not far away. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to know what you guys want to hear in season 20 of CoasterRadio.com. So there's a real opportunity here for you to get in there. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you like from last year, what you want to hear more of. Um, and we really do take these um, these surveys to heart. So we do listen. Longtime listeners know the, ch- the show changes as a result of the survey. So make sure you do um, go in there and find that survey.CoasterRadio.com. Yeah, and this mm-hmm. is also your spot for like to give us some ideas. If there are things you've always said, like, oh, man, this would be good to hear on the show. Or here's a guest you guys should have on the show. This is the time to tell us. Uh, because like EB said, we really do look at each one and we take it to heart. And uh, a lot of times use those ideas in the show. So we'd love to hear from you at survey.coasterradio.com. Yeah, great. Yes. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's time to, in real time, decide who is the coasterradio.com best new attraction of the year it's going to happen we don't even know it's not like eb and i have decided this ahead of time you were going to hear us debate and discuss it live on the show should be great and it's coming up right after this this is coasterradio.com if you own a vehicle with less than two hundred thousand miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all listen up CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Hey there, Coaster Radio enthusiast. This is longtime friend of the show, Two Cents, with an exciting update. I'm building my own amusement park. That's right, but there's one hitch. The park is going in my hometown in Northeast Ohio, and we already have America's Roller Coast just up the road. So, rather than compete and fish for the eventual Six Flags buyout, I'm building the park for dogs. That's right, coming in 2024. Get ready for Marjorie Hartman's Struthers Unleashed Dog Park complete with agility courses, watering stations, and a whole lot more, all for our four-legged friends in Struthers, Ohio. Here's the thing, though. I need your help to make this dream a reality. We're raising funds for the park, and for just $30, you can feature your name or your dog's name as a donor. And thanks to our primary sponsor, the Marjorie Hartman Foundation, all donations are immediately doubled. We need to raise $50,000 by the end of April, and every donation counts. Your donation counts. Go to struthersunleashed.org to learn more or find us on GoFundMe or on Facebook. That's Struthers, spelled just like Sally does. S-T-R-U-T-H-E-R-S, struthersunleashed.org. Life sees ups and downs and twists and turns. 
just like those on Maverick and Steel Vengeance. But our pups always keep us centered. Help the pups of Struthers, Ohio. Visit StruthersUnleashed.org and donate today. This is CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, Mike Collins and E.B. Welcome back, everybody, to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike, sitting here with E.B. as we wrap up the year here at Coaster Radio. But one thing that we do at the end of every year, at the end of every season, is to crown the CoasterRadio.com Best New Attraction of the Year. That's right. And and we don't have absolutely every single attraction on this list. We sort of have our own little nominees that we brought into this list. So we're going to go through, I think, the, the contenders, Mike. We don't need to put everybody up here who doesn't even have a chance. But um, this is who we think you know, is worthy of being discussed on this episode of CoasterRadio.com, where we're determining the best new attraction of 2023. Now, we did put this to the audience, too, didn't we? We did. We did. And we uh, we did this in a couple different ways. We had a, uh, a, I mean, a poll up at vote.coasterradio.com. I'll tell you the results of that if you want, EB, but I feel... I feel somebody did some hanky panky out there, some some, some screwing around with the poll because one (laughs) roller coaster ran away with it. And it's surprising me, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with I like and I thought that I had set up the poll to where it would like do it by IP. So you'd like one vote per IP address. Mm -hmm. But then as I'm looking at it, like the, the poll results are so skewed that it doesn't seem like it's possible. Well, how far how many how I mean, is it like 10 times as many votes as the next? It's like it's 63% was the winner. And wow. the next closest one was 11%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so 63%. Uh, the next closest was 11%. The next closest no. was 10%. Okay. And so for a while, it was all very close. And then all of a sudden, mm. I think somebody out there, either a super fan of the park, started screwing with Tell the Tell me who it was. Can yeah. I, so it, it is was SeaWorld. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, thought it, I thought it might be. No, it's uh, Big Bear Mountain at Dollywood at 63%. Big won the Bear poll. Mountain in Dollywood. Ah, yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't think that the good people of Pigeon Forge would, would be. <laughs> would care that much? <laughs> yeah, would be that hardcore about it. <laughs> yeah. <in a laughs> coaster podcast poll. But uh, number two was Airy Force One at Fun Spot America mm-hmm. and coming in at number three, Wildcats Revenge at Hershey Park. Okay. 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 Well, let's, um, we need to go through all of them here because that's not necessarily who I would put at the top. Yeah. Mm, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. We did ask for listeners to call in. Um, and I think because we took a week off and we didn't promote that we wanted people to do it, we didn't get many, but we did get like probably the most important uh, person to call in and um yeah, yeah do you want me to just play that and then and then we'll go into like you and me figuring out what to do but <laughs> okay. we should listen to this uh celebrity uh caller and just see what they had to say okay okay it's me batman yeah batman no this is regarding the number one numero uno attraction of the year 2023 well without a doubt it should be Dark Coaster at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. <laughs> Why, you might ask. Well, it's dark in there. Batman. Batman out. There you go, there's Batman. Oh, short and sweet. All right. Yeah, ba- Batman saying, I, I, I was hoping that, I don't know if that's the original Batman, because the original Batman had the voice that made me laugh, where he was talking like this the whole time. I think that guy was using a yeah, old, 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 they have we've had bat, intense Batman that was more like <laughs> Batman who doesn't want to hear the people in the cubicle next to him 
doing yes. a voice. <laughs> I miss Dark Coaster. Yeah. Dark Coaster. I I I love me some Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. I just got I went to Christmas Town last week and had a fantastic time. That a beautiful park, man. That is a beautiful park at mm-hmm. Christmas time. Fantastic shows, fantastic lights. The food was great. We did this uh, Santa's feast uh, where the girls got to meet Santa and they took a picture. I, there, there was like no better time at Bush Gardens. But I have not gotten on Dark Coaster yet because either it's broken down every time I get there or the line is like three hours and I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. So I, have, I, I, I can't tell you if it's a great ride because I've not gotten on it in the many times I've been to Bush Gardens this year. And that's a problem. That's a problem. So yeah, we need to we need to figure that out, and hopefully, as time goes on, uh, you know, they'll have some better uptime with that ride. But that's why I can't vote for it. I, I I enjoy a good indoor roller coaster. I like the theme and stuff. I think that it was there, but uh, that's not going to get my vote this year. Yeah, I I think that uh, this is one of those roller coasters we were really excited about, and then maybe it wasn't everything that we wanted it to be. I mean, case in point, exactly what you just said, right? Um, if if it's not operating well and that's going to make it be less exciting. It's not the best new attraction if it doesn't, if they didn't pull it off, you know, and there yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it might get there, but, uh, you know, there, there was so much to like about the ride. And a lot of people say that the ride is surprisingly fun. Like, um, you know, my brother actually did get on it and he said, oh my gosh, it was so long. It, this is what my brother said, not knowing about roller coasters or anything. He said, I, I rode the ride and I was surprised how long it was inside a building. And I was like, oh, did you realize you went through the track, the same track twice? He's like, what? Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, dude, you went, you went on a switch track and you rode the same ride two times. He's like, no, no, it was different. It was different. So they pulled that off. There you they go. They pulled that off. And that's, that's exciting. Yeah. Good for them. But uh, yeah, I think when you look at other rides on this list, if you're talking about the best one of the year overall... You know, I, I don't know. I think I think some others might have to be talked about here. Yeah, no, the the the, the whole Intamin switch track thing, going through the 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 uh, building twice. I think there were some really cool, innovative things. The the it, the fact that it's a straddle coaster, as they're calling it, or a motorbike coaster. These uh these snowmobiles that you ride through the uh through the ride. Um, but if it doesn't have uptime, Mike, it, you know, and it's got a yeah. long line. But it, like you said, this is a great. This, the reason this is on the list is because it's awesome. But I don't yes. think it's going to be our top our, our top yeah, attraction. Yeah. So what are you looking at as you as you're looking here at the list? Um, you well, know, do we want to go through the list, or do we know, do we want to pick them off the list here and talk about them? Because we could know, we could go right into Primordial at Lagoon. Yes. Because yes. I think that's something. I mean, that's similar to Dark Coaster, but I think they pulled it off better. You know, Eb. I, I am going to get skewered for this maybe by the listeners who probably are looking for a roller coaster like from RMC to be number one. But Primordial might get my vote in terms of what they were able to do. You know, like they, they made a roller coaster that had thrills, but also had some gaming parts of it, but also had like a roller coaster that could have different endings. Mm-hmm. is pretty fascinating to me. Yeah, I think, I mean, something that, you know, we talk about is these new rides i think this is a new thing and maybe this is why we can talk about maybe big bear mountain next is these family rides that aren't huge they're not gigantic thrills but they have really interesting layouts or they do really interesting things right like dark coaster with the switch track going through twice big bear mountain with the multiple launches that sort of thing but then primordial with the indoor, the outdoor, the interactivity. And again, at the end of the ride, going into that 360 room where the train could actually take three different paths yes. on the way out. 
Right. I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, that ride had eight years to build this thing. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. But I know yeah. that's the thing. No, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of feeling primordial right now because I think if we go through some of the other ones, it's sort of more of the same. Right. Yes. Like we don't even we don't even need to talk about Air Force One because Air Force One, it's a ground up RMC. And you know what that is done. You know what Talked it's going it. to be done. You know what it's Yeah. You know what it's going to be. Although, you know, it does have some firsts, you know, the longest, the longest uh, up, down, flip flop. Yeah. <laughs> All the different names. I mean, the same with Wildcats Revenge, right? Like, you, you know what you're going to get mm-hmm. out of those two roller coasters. I mean, yeah. of course, one's a ground up, one's a retrofit. But you know exactly what you're going to get, and they're fantastic rides. Well, and I don't but think is that enough. Mm-hmm. Is that enough for this award to be given? Well, and we're not de- we're not debating what's the best roller coaster on the list. We're not right. debating even what's the best attraction on the list. We're debating what's the best attraction of 2023. And I think yeah. when you talk about that, you have to talk about something that is, you know, new and primordial's new. I mean, roller coasters yes. don't do what primordial does, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sega does, but yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is, you know, and that in Area Force One, it's the same old, same old. Let's talk about, can we talk about Pipeline the Surf Coaster? Because that's yes. new. Yeah, that's new. Or, and it's, or something it's, old that's new again is the stand-up coaster. Right, right. And the fact that they were able to change it around a little bit by giving you kind of that bouncing sensation on the ride. So that's something different. Um, I think they got the restraints a little better. Like people weren't complaining so much as they were about the old school mm-hmm you know, B&M standups and stuff. So, and the ride again, looks fun. The The thing is all these rides that we're talking about look fun and look thrilling and, you know, are great additions to all these parks. Um, I, I'd like to try like pipeline is something that I'd love to get down there and experience because the, a launch standup roller coaster sounds really cool to me. It does. It does. But at the same time, I think enough people wrote it and they were like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I guess I don't think that's, but, Different yeah, enough. and not the best ride in the park. Right. They were saying, you know, they, they, it might be the third or fourth best ride in the park mm-hmm. um, because that that park is really stepping up with their roller coasters. Um, but, you know, you might want to look at Mako or uh, their flying roller coaster, you know, any of those other ones that are, are really big standouts. Yeah. And look, well, let's talk. Let's go to another SeaWorld park, SeaWorld San Diego. They opened Arctic Rescue. I'm not going to vote for this one because when I went to San Diego, it wasn't open yet. <laughs> yes right oh, yeah what, how, how close was it to opening only a couple of weeks i think i missed it by a couple of weeks this is a shorter ride this is another straddle coaster um this one you're on jet skis um it's i don't know it's got multiple launches which is kind of cool and it's got the, the the straddle coasters it's fun to see um motorbike coasters kind of becoming more of a thing where you know they were more of a novelty and now i think a lot of parks are getting them, which is kind of cool, right? Because they are, they do offer a unique ride experience, but Arctic Rescue, I don't think has anything necessarily special enough about it to make it be the attraction of 2023. Yeah. You know, a ride I want to talk about, and I'm not sure if it's going to win, but I like it a lot, is Zambezi Zinger at Worlds of Fun. Yeah, this is this is another, you know, something old is new again, right? Because there was the old yeah. Zambezi Zinger, a steel coaster. They built this wood coaster on the same spot. And it's got a spiral lift, a wooden roller coaster with a spiral lift, which is yes. weird and fun. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would yeah. I would really like to vote for this because I uh, I want to go back to Worlds of Fun and ride it, um, give it a chance. Uh, the POVs look amazing. People have said yeah. the, the POVs yeah. are yeah. real. You know, they, they make they, it does feel fast because it's low to the ground. It really uses the terrain. Um, but yeah, I. Going through this list, I'm I'm feeling it easier to kind of say, man, that's not doing it for me. 
I not know. enough. Not although, enough. Although I, a Zambezi Zinger for what it is and the ride experience and the fact that it's a throwback makes me want to put it high. If I were like ranking all these rides, is it the only wood coaster that. on the list? Uh, the only true you, wooden roller coaster. True, true yeah. wooden roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's something mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? I mean, we could talk about Mario Kart. You know, that's kind of an interesting ride in terms of technology. And yeah, what they did with that. it's slow, and people feel like we're we're just we're underwhelmed by it. I, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we put Tron Light Cycle Run on there just cause because it opened this year. But I don't know. Am I wrong? Okay, so uh, look, I, I'll admit to you, I've not been on it, so I, I can't say this for sure. But it seems underwhelming to me especially the ride time seems so short and it's and here's the biggest thing for me it seems like it's a big pain in the ass to get on Mm. like for all that you have to go through to actually ride it makes it seem like less worth it to me like you know you have to either do your lightning lane i was gonna say not the the coaster queue line itself just just the disney experience in general well yeah Yeah, i think anything disney i just automatically like no i don't want to give it to them (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it makes me not want to ride it because I, I why can't I just get into a standby line to ride your ride? Why are you why are you shutting that off? And I don't know if that's the way it is now, but at one point it was. And on so many rides, like at, at the big new rides at, at Disney, you have to go through, jump through all these hoops to ride it. And I just wish it wasn't that way. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we just go back to, hey, if you want to do all that, great. But there should just be a standby line that you can get into and be guaranteed to ride it, even if it is a longer wait. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go villain con minion blast. That <sighs> ride just kind of happened, and then everybody was like, oh. <laughs> right, right, "Right, that was another one that kind of just was a dud." It's like so many. So Universal has like different tiered attractions. The way I see it, there are like <laughs> the ultra headliners, right? Like Velocicoaster and Hagrid and any of the Harry Potter rides, right? And then you've got kind of like the mid tier, which. I don't, I don't know, might be like a men in black, like really great rides that are there, you know, that are still fantastic. And then you've got this like lower tier of rides. You're like a filler. <laughs> yeah. Like, that are like, filler. what are we going to do with that building? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's what feel, this feels like. And I, and I like the innovation of, okay, you don't actually have ride vehicles. Everybody gets on a moving walkway. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's interesting know. in a, I don't really like this yeah, <laughs> kind of right. a way. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It seems like, a, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I want to like it, but there's a part of me that's just like, yeah, that's a, that's in the lower, that's like Jimmy Fallon level ride. You know, that type of ride where I know you feel differently about the Jimmy Fallon ride than I do, but I, I did not, I did not like that ride, man. Oh uh, mostly because I don't like him that much. Aww. And most, mostly because I'm jealous of him. I feel like, yeah, you know, he, he's got a job <laughs> that I feel like any goofball could do. Yeah. Cause that's his whole exactly. thing is like, he's just a goofball. Yeah. Yeah, dude, dude, it is interviewing people, reading questions off the cards. We don't need, sakes, man. <laughs> this, let's not. We don't need to launch the uh, the Jimmy Fallon hate podcast right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm starting Put that, that survey.coasterradio.com. Yeah. <laughs> we could just change formats. Yeah, we could do that. There's Every week content. we just bash Jimmy Fallon. Heck. Yeah. Hey, if we can talk about theme parks for 20 years, we can talk about that for at least one. Yeah. There's enough to bash. There you go. Well, let's go to um, our, our buddy Alex's park here. Adventureland, the Flying Viking and Draken Falls. This is that uh, Zamperla combo um, attraction yeah. where it's the uh, the junior coaster and the, uh, the, the mini log ride. 
and, and this is cool. I think they executed it in a really cool way. Adventureland. The theming is awesome. Um, that's a park that has good theming all over the place. Um, and I think this ride is, was executed at the best it could be for what this ride is, which is sort of a plug and play from Zimperla yes. of yep. this junior coaster and log flume. And Sam Pale is stepping it up. Yeah, with a big lot time. Of new designs and what they're doing with Top Thrill 2. But I, I like that these two rides interact mm-hmm. and it kind of all goes into this footprint together. Yeah, it's super so fun. I would, I, I mean, this, this kind of is, really is a roller coaster tycoon attraction because yes, it's like, yeah. how big is it? Does it fit right here? I'm just going to go and plunk, plunk it down. I hope more parks plunk this thing down because I think it's really fun. I, I, I the roller coasters meh, but it's supposed to be, it's just a junior coaster. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the fact that you can theme it and, and, you know, it's got a really nice um, uh, st- uh, combo station for both rides. It looks really great um, walking all around it on the midway at Adventureland. Um, but Alex, it's not going to be our top attraction of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so good though. It's awesome. It's, and one, one other one too, to talk about here on our list is missions Ferrari at Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi. I mean, that kind of goes in the same category as Primordial in terms of a roller coaster that tells a story and has lots of special effects. I, I like the look of that, but for some reason, I'm, I'm more leaning towards the charm of Primordial because it was a homemade <laughs> roller coaster. I mean, they made it at the park. It took them eight years, but man, like that's, that's <laughs> such a great feat, what they did. And I, I can't help love the ending. I can't I can't help it like it's so great that they they thought of that like they could have just had like the same ending every single time. But the fact that you could ride that and what did they say? It was like six to eight different endings or something that you could experience after riding the ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's like a a couple of different ways that you can go into that circle. And then the circle, like the the 360 room has um, like two different scenes or three different scenes or four different scenes. And then there's different ways that you can leave that 360 room, either the drop track or you roll backwards. Um, Yeah. And well, and I love that it does go in and out of this mountain. Um, It really is talking about adventurely and having sort of the combo ride. Well, you don't actually ride the roller coaster and the log flume. They're just next to each other. This ride at Primordial, it really is a spinning coaster and a dark ride and a shooter. Um, and you move between them, I think, pretty seamlessly, right? It yeah, feels, yeah. it makes mm-hmm. sense that you would go out of the mountain, you come back in the mountain, you see a scene, you go for a little bit of roller coaster ride, then you go to another scene, you go a little bit of roller coaster ride. Yeah. I, I, I this yeah. is, that's kind of where I'm going. We didn't talk about the Big Bear Mountain, and I did want to talk know, about let's Big talk Bear about Mountain. That, though. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, that ride, I feel like I would, I would vote for, um, for best new attraction, right? It's absolutely everything they said it was going to be. And, um, fans love it. I feel like there was no disappointment or anticipation at all with Big Bear Mountain. It lived up to the hype. Um, it lived up to the speed that it was going to have, um, being mm-hmm. so low to the ground for a family coaster, the multiple launches. Um, talk about another company that's, you know, stepping up, Vacoma here, um, that built Big Bear Mountain at Dollywood. Um, this is a great ride that I want to get back down to Dollywood to ride. Yes, yes. I love that it's the longest ride in the park. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love any ride with a soundtrack. It's great. Mm-hmm. And they have some fun with that, with going through the caves and chasing the bear and hearing the bear and stuff. Uh, it looks fun, man. It looks fun. And again, a ride that everybody can get on. It's not something that's you know ultra thrilling 
to where you know it's only for teenagers and up. Yeah, but um, so yeah. I, I like it. I like it. Do it. Let's. I I want to give it to the Mormons though for their DIY. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about there's it. There's something just about so that, great. right? The ride for real. Like, and it, it's not a perfect ride. Primordial is not perfect. Like for instance, you come down that first drop off the lift and you see a lot of the junk that's in the backyard. You know, like <laughs> yes. out there. Like, the outside like they didn't parts aren't it. as pretty like, as it could be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you could snap your fingers and ride this ride right now, ride any yeah. ride on this list right now, I think I want to ride uh, Primordial. Yes, right? I think so. If yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I've been waiting for I, it for eight years, and I and I really love Lagoon, and it's just such a weird ride. Um, I, this is the one I think I would I I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I've been trying I, to think of a Mario word. Kart, but I think I want to ride that for different reasons. You know, I do want to ride Mario Kart because it's got the augmented reality, and I do want to experience that. But people have just been so disappointed in it. I feel like that I would I would ride it and be let down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. EB, I've been trying to think of a word this whole time that <laughs> describes who would get my vote. And the word is ambitious. Okay. I love a, I love a ride that's ambitious. <laughs> I love a ride that tries to do something that has not been done before. And so I, I love Airy Force One. I love Wildcat's Revenge. Those are two great RMC roller coasters. I just feel like it's been done before. Oh, I don't think RMC challenged themselves with either of those roller coasters. It was like, yeah, we can do that. And they did it. Yeah, they did what they know the proven formula is. What they can is. do, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not wrong. That's fine. That's because Air Force One in Atlanta. Now Atlanta has a fantastic RMC at Hershey Park. They did not have an RMC. The Wildcat, the original one, was falling apart. They now have a great RMC there. I just don't see it as an amb- anything ambitious. Big Bear Mountain, that gets a little closer to mm-hmm. what I like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's something different. It's got a, a story and stuff, so I dig that. So that's why, in my mind, it's like primordial... Right behind it there, you've got uh, Big Bear Mountain. Right behind that, I might go with like Zambezi Zinger because I love the throwback to the old ride. I And I put Dark Coaster up there because I like what they were trying to do. Yep. I think that's interesting, but... For me, man, I've got to I've got to go with Primordial. Okay. I think that's where I think that's where my vote goes. Yeah, uh, because I just uh, it's ambitious and they pulled it off and it's a fun ride and it's something that it's a roller coaster that you want to re-ride and try it a bunch of different times. Well, and again, to you know, for the for the listeners out there, this is not the best ride on the list. I don't think right, it's the right. best ride on the list. I think it's the best new attraction of 2023, and there is a distinction there. Yeah. But still, you yeah. can flame us all you want and complain uh, at Coaster Radio is where we are on socialists. Go for it. <laughs> Tell us yeah, why we're I, wrong. I know, and that's the thing. And look at all of these rides. They're all different. But what I like is every single attraction on this list has something to like about it. There's something on there where you're like, I really appreciate what they did with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it makes this difficult. And they're all so different. Like, Air Force One is completely different than primordial and it's completely different than dark coaster and you know arctic rescue they're all so different they give different experiences and make you feel differently but i i just got to go with primordial because of what they did and just the ambition the ambition behind all right uh, lagoon park you've you've won coasterradio.com's best new attraction of 2023 with primordial there you go been anticipating it for eight years and it's different than the anticipation of tron because that's just cynical and mean you know, anticipation. <laughs> this was this was more like we were rooting for you all along. Exactly. Lagoon, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With Tron, it was kind of like yawning. Like, oh, I was like, "You idiots! Uh, what are you doing? They'll, they'll get it up there. How eventually. can you charge us that much and then not, you know, build your dumb rides in time?" Yeah. <laughs> and then in the meantime, Universal's putting up complete parks right. and stuff, and they built Velocicoaster and Hagrid in that time. Yes. But, yes. Know. Yes. Yes. 
Ay, ay, ay. So there we go. Congratulations to Lagoon uh, from Primordial. And maybe EB will invite them on the show. If we're doing a show next week, let's invite them on, see if they want to come on and accept the award in person. That uh, there you fun. go. Accept the virtual award in, in person. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Now, we, and longtime listeners know we have done that in a few different ways <laughs> with the best new attraction. We've had the people on. We've actually sent people trophies. Um, yeah, I think this year is just going to be a, a attaboy. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. We'll just pat on the back. We'll pat on the back. There you go. You get a good attaboy there. That's that's nice. That's nice. I think the more we talk about that, the less likely they are to come on the show. But we'll do we'll do an invite anyway. That's great. No, we love you and, and we love Lagoon, but not your zoo. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say thanks to everybody. And <laughs> Support the chances go down even more. <laughs> Thanks for supporting the show over at Patreon. We really appreciate everybody that keeps coming back um, to the show week after week. And it's your support at patreon.com slash coaster radio that keeps the content coming. The daily content from Theme Park News, also supported by our generous folks over at patreon.com slash coaster radio. Sent out some stuff for uh, to the snail mail club, Mike, not too long ago. So that's really fun. Get over the patreon.com slash coaster radio, find out about the perks the bonus content, all that good stuff. Mike, let's say thank you to everybody who gives over at patreon.com slash coaster radio, especially those at the $20 level. Yeah. And the first name on the list, I think, is, is somebody we've talked to hey. talked about tonight, right? Alex Payne. Also, mm-hmm. Brian Cosson, Brian Wackler, Chris Rankin, Cincinnati Nick, the sweatshirt guy, our friends at Club Z, the two bearded coaster Chris's, CM Venom, Colton Lickerich, David Sakala, Dino, Grace, John Brody, Josh Combs, and Karen and Lee Howlrin. And thanks to Kevin Wilson, Kyle Kiefer, our friends at Made to Thrill, Matt Walker, Michael Foucault, Paladillas Reyes, Rich Barber, Rick Burnley, Shane Mankiewicz, Skyline Michelle, our friends at the Thrill Nerds, Tom from Louisville, and Zachary Carpenter. And our honorary executive producer this week is Tyler Ray. Thanks, everybody. Yes, happy holidays, everybody. We've got one more show in uh, this 2023 but we've got uh, one more show in season 18 and man we've got plans we're already working on some plans some neat things for season 19 and beyond as we get into the 20th year of coaster radio in 2025 i'm excited about that man there's some stuff we've got planned uh behind the scenes we're already working on so good times coming up here at coaster radio that's right so go to survey.coasterradio.com and you can participate in guiding us into the future (laughs) I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I like it. I like no, it. It's, it's true. Good. Yeah. It is cool. true. Absolutely true. Happy <laughs> holidays, guys. We will see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For CoasterRadio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission.